Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Go. Go. Do you decide the topics for these podcasts like five seconds before we hit the record button? Well, when you're doing like two to three a week, you've got to have some <laughs> flexibility in what you talk about, don't you? I think uh, that's true. It's got to be. We, in a we have a system as well, which is like a, a queue of 250 ideas to record, and we just. I think we've both found over the years that the best stuff always is based on like what you're thinking about at the time. So like the best content you make, the best emails you write, the, the best everything is like the thing that you're spending a lot of time thinking about because you, your thoughts are quite well formed on it. It's also why the, the best stuff often comes off recording or off camera and you're like, oh, damn, I wish we just yeah. recorded that. For... So well, there'll be thousands of hours of calls that you and I have had that we should have just recorded. Should have published. So speaking of which... Johnny just mentioned that he's back in a deficit and is using yeah. the new Lane Norton app for coaching. Carbon. So, so I, I wasn't aware of this. Neither was I. So I, I guess I'll give the backdrop. So um, I, in like, when will it have been? 28th, February 2018, I was the heaviest I've ever been and the strongest I've ever been by quite a margin. And I was in my garage and I was loading up for a, I was going to hit a 260 kilo squat. That was the target. Um, and like everything suggested I was on track for it. Went to do 250 and taught, well, I didn't tear, like something went in my leg and no one really knows what, but you can I visibly see it. You can see it on video. Yeah. You can, so in the bottom of the squat, like you can see something in my quad. Some people think it was the gracilis. Is that right? Which is like a band of muscle that like loops around your leg or something like that. Um, it like something happened and it was immediately very painful and I had to dump the bar forward and like for weeks after I couldn't walk properly I couldn't it was awful and so that like triggered basically a two year thing of like I can't be bothered with powerlifting anymore um, I can't be bothered with being this heavy I was like 106 kilos um, and so I tried like CrossFit tried bodybuilding tried lots of different stuff um, and basically arrived at the conclusion very progressively that the only thing that I really am consistent with and care enough about is like some kind of uh, squat bench deadlift combination. Um, just because I, I think I, I put a lot of time into those movements. I'm pretty good at them now. Not Maybe not bench, but like it feels like I'm building on something that's a skill. So I started to move slowly back towards that, started to read more about that. Came across a post by Lane Norton where he documented and he's a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries, like a lot of injuries. I think he rehabbed his back for a year, got it fully back to normal, and then did it again. Like almost immediately did it again. And he's got like bulging discs and all sorts. Um, but anyway. That would be so frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Rehab is so boring. 
Yeah, so he apparently he was doing like up to two hours a day of rehab in place of training and like couldn't walk for periods of time. Reminds me of some of the stuff that, that you went through. But um, over 2020, he dropped like 30 pounds, I think. Um, but the thing that caught my eye was that he dropped 30 pounds while retaining all of his strength. Um, now, Lane is not just like an averagely strong guy. Like he, I was I was at a competition with him where he squatted 302 or something like that, kilos in the 93 kilo weight class, world record. You competed against him, didn't you? I did, yeah, I did. Well, not really. Like I was in the same, <laughs> I was in the same weight class in the same competition, but different part of the, <laughs> different set of numbers. Um, so yeah, I watched him win a world, at world level, win a gold medal in squat with, with quad striations. I watched him pull like 320 with like, bicep tricep separation like the man is a unit he really is and like in person way bigger than you would imagine so anyway when he posted up saying i've dropped all this weight and i've retained all my strength i was like okay i'm i'm listening lane this is interesting then he went on to say that he'd spent most of the year at maintenance and i was like okay (laughs) even more interesting basically he's released an app called carbon that is really simple basically it's like it's almost like my fitness pal um, the, the database is pretty good, pretty close to my fitness pal. Um, it's like nine pounds, 10 pounds a month. I think, um, you log all your food in it as you would normally would. And in the background, it is tracking your body weight and your calorie intake. And it will always work out what your maintenance is as it changes over time. Make, make recommendations on what to do with your, your macros and the, the process I'm following, which is what Lane was doing as it's done for a year is like, two weeks in a deficit and then a week at maintenance, two weeks in a deficit and a week at maintenance. And there's one other person that I've heard talk about this before. I wonder whether you can guess who it is. It would be Martin Burkan. Yep. <laughs> so like, because Martin Burkan in... always predicts everything. He's just right <laughs> about everything, but people think that he's wrong. And then five years later they go, ah, oh, the evidence yeah. actually says that. So it, it was literally like, Back, it was when I was working as an accountant. I remember reading a post from Martin Burkan saying how he was doing like four weeks of deficit, four weeks of maintenance. And I was like, what a stupid way of doing that. And he was like, I'm retaining all my strength. I'm like getting stronger. I was like, Martin, like, come on, mate. Like, you need to do a proper fat loss phase. And here I am, six, seven years later, thinking that's a good idea. But anyway, so what's so cool about the app is, and what we were talking about was, is this just going to be the future of the fitness industry? Right. For certainly for a segment of the population, because for 10 pounds a month, I have basically machine learning changing my macros for me based on like not intuition, not guesswork. It's like when we made the following change six weeks ago, the following happened. Therefore making this change again is the right decision, et cetera, et cetera. And the more you use it, the more data it has on you, the more it knows your maintenance, like it's not a guess. It's has a lot of data. This is going to change not only online coaching, but healthcare, health insurance, um, and scientific data. Like the fact that we now all have a device that can track many biometrics and more and more people are getting Fitbits or aura rings or wrist devices that, can track your steps and your heart rate and your heart rate variability and your sleep quality 
we're going to have such a big mass of data that if it's used properly, I mean, ironically, it'll be used first for health insurance before it's used for scientific data collection. But um, that's just because of the profit incentives. But imagine being able to pull out all that data and have a three billion per person cohort study. It would be insane. I mean, you'd have to issue three billion Fitbits, but like, this is why the future of online coaching, we were just saying, is not going to be like, how well can you adjust someone's macros? Because the machine learning is going to do that much better. And what is going to remain uh, timeless and future proofed is the human element of coaching. Yeah. Because for someone like Johnny, doesn't need motivation, doesn't need education, doesn't need accountability, just needs something to put his numbers into and for it to say, okay, increase carbs or decrease carbs, which really isn't a job for a, for a coach. It's not something that you'd want to like, yeah, you know, in the past we, we have paid hundreds of pounds a month for that and it's great. But if that's all you need from it and you've got everything else sorted, then a 10 pound a month app is going to compete with you. So you need to offer more than that as an online coach. So what's, what's, even more interesting. So two, two things just to expand on what you just said. So Fitbit have started doing Fitbit this year, or sorry, like halfway through 2020 gave me a, a one year trial of their new service called Fitbit premium. It's a free trial. They gave me it for a year, which is crazy. Um, but part of what they offer is this like health report that you can give to your GP. Um, and it, it shows like average sleep, average activity, uh, and then they've started tracking HRV and all these sorts of things as well. I would love that as a GP. It's just so cool that, that like that's what they're thinking about of, you know, when someone goes to the doctor for a checkup, like imagine as a GP being presented with, well, actually, like this person sleeps pretty good. Their hydration's pretty good. Their weight's pretty stable. Oh, honestly, it, it would make my job so much easier to have a patient come to me and say, here's my report. <sighs> And it, the oh. fact that it, you're able to do that with just a little, like, 70 quid thing around, around your wrist um, is awesome. Um, but Let's compare that to, like, oh, well, it's not really a pain. Actually, it's more of a discomfort, but it's it's on the, the left, no, the left right side. And it's, it it's like, is it there now? Well, not not really, but it's it's kind of a, a glowing pain. You're like, what, what do you mean glowing pain? Like, that's not, glowing. You know. Wow. So... To just have like, oh, here's my sheet. Brilliant. I suppose like as a, as a, cause even as a, as a coach, right? Like as a diagnostic thing, someone's not losing weight, let's say, and you've got to figure out why there's a few things that you might like just immediately jump to. So for example, like, are they just sedentary all day? Like, are they telling me they're moderate, moderately active, but actually they just sit all day. Um, that's a factor. Like, are they getting zero sleep? obviously not zero, but are they like chronically undersleeping? Um, and these things are probably things that people might not elect to tell you immediately, especially if they think it's normal. However, I think the biggest gap, and I don't know what the solution is going to be. Maybe it'll, it'll come out in the next few years, but um, the, the, the biggest discrepancy is always what someone reports their calorie intake is. Completely agree. Completely and, agree. I don't know how you get around that because so, well, what's that? Well, so if you've ever seen Secret Eaters, it was a TV show 
like brilliant absolutely because <laughs> you would have people that they would ask them like right how many calories do you eat and they're like i swear 1300 calories a day i have my prawn salad at 2 p.m and then i have a little like boiled potato in the evening and that's it and i can't lose weight no matter what i do i think i've got a problem and then they track them and they're eating the the one i saw was she said 1300 and she was eating 4700 so the discrepancy there is like multiple times so i when i started i've got so much to say about this i need to like filter my thoughts out when i so the first thing uh Ben Torme, who people may be aware of, he used to be one of the coaches at, at Propane. I was chatting to him about this last year, about how even just from weigh-in data, it's like if someone weighs themselves every day, you can say you can tell so much about the person from just the weigh-in data. So you can almost infer whether someone is lying about their calorie intake or not. Now, the missing piece of that puzzle is what is the person's caloric maintenance, we think. Right, So this is where this app is so exciting in my mind because as a coach, let's say you're using something like this, like fast forward five years time, we all just have dashboards of like live client data feeding in constantly and someone's saying, I ate this much and my weight's doing this. It will just be able to spot a discrepancy in the data. Like this person's saying they're in a 600 calorie daily deficit and their weight is not responding as that. If that persists for a month, just automatically automatic gp referral like here's a body of data we think that they may have a metabolic problem please can you just run these tests run the tests no problem we have pretty much proven that you are lying about your calorie intake because <laughs> <laughs> like there's only really two options isn't there? there's one is that like they are self-reporting accurately or inaccurately if they're self-reporting accurately then like we are outside of the range that we'd expect is there a medical problem yes no if no then then is that where the system tags them as twat and, yeah and you it just, puts, the... just cancels their subscription <laughs> god but yeah i mean it's um that that's why this stuff is so interesting because like there's one thing to say you can look at someone's average weigh-ins and you can look at someone's calorie intake and kind of make some inferences but if something is constantly learning what your maintenance is then when you say to it, I want to gain weight now, it's like first guess at what your starting calorie should be is so it's so going to be so precise because there's so much data backing that up. Um, so there's all, there's all this stuff that, um, that can be done with this, but just on the error in reporting when I, uh, the last, so I was in a deficit for a chunk of last year, lost about six kilos across the year, which is pretty slow. Um, and it was actually Yusef that was like, you should go in maintenance. So I was in maintenance for six weeks or so. Um, but the thing that I realized was without even really, because I think when you've not dieted for a long time, you like lose the skill a little bit. Um, and I got to the point where I just told my girlfriend, I need you to remove from the kitchen everything that is not on my like daily structure of what I'm going to eat. And suddenly you realize how these like little things like, oh, I'll just have a lint lindor. Oh, I'll just have a bit of that. And you realize, like, I've just, that's like 350 calories of, like, unaccounted for So stuff. true, that like, the absolute YOLO. Like, e even in this drawer next to me, here's what I've got. Like, just for people listening, there's a, a licorice, um, a roses hazel whirl, and a Twix bar, like, just in my little drawer. And that's, <clears> like, 200 to 300 calories. Yeah. 
and that'll just be like a mindless like oh nail that and that's exactly the sort of stuff that people will have and think ah oh, totally anything i'll just not track that like even putting butter on bread or butter in meals and things like that is very easily you can add 100 calories 150 calories without even really realizing so but circling back to like what we want to talk about i suppose um the interesting thing as a comparison is I am working with a coach for training, but not for diet. And what I'm looking for out of a coach for training is more about what you're saying, like the, the, the personalized, like human input of, I kind of know what I should do in theory, but I want your opinion on it. Or I want to like discuss it with you. Or I just want you to make the decisions because it's, it is harder to have the same level of automation with training. For sure, because there's a lot of things to factor in, even down to like, how do you feel today? Right, like how how is how is this? And and can a machine do that? Not not yet. Maybe when we've all just got implants and <laughs> that would be nice. It, it would. Well, it's funny because the adage of people don't buy coaching, they buy coaches, is very true with you. So the coach that you've settled on is the closest <laughs> thing to a machine that I know of. <laughs> It's Mike Tushera from Reactive Training Systems. Like is. he is a walking algorithm, mm-hmm. and it just it shows that for someone like Johnny, accountant, highly data driven, doesn't require the fluffy stuff. Not that that's bad at all. I think a lot of people need the soft skills of communication in a coach. But um, for for Johnny's mindset, he's gone out and found someone that he resonated with. It's no, there's no such thing as the best coach. It's just who is the person that um, matches the way that I approach things. And and that's why, like, it's great for you as a coach because no matter what your style is, you don't have to compete with anyone because there will be people out there that will resonate with your approach to life, your approach to diet, your the way that you communicate in your in your content, and people will be attracted to you. So... That's why we talked about a couple of episodes back about like, if you try and beat James Smith, you're not going to do well because people who like that approach are just going to hire James Smith, not a kind of knockoff version of it. So, And if if someone's like thinking about working with James Smith and they accidentally sign up with Mike Tisher, like they're going to have a shock. They're going to be in for a a ride, aren't they? A real rough ride, yeah. And I just think he, so I think both of them would be fairly zero tolerance to the other approach which is what's so impressive. Like both of them get results. Both of them give out very valuable information, but their, their, their approaches also couldn't really be more different for what is ultimately just adding weight to a bar or like losing weight over time. Um, and it's, as you, as you say, like it's, it's personality driven really is how people make decisions. It's not like, Oh, well, James's apps on iOS and Mike uses a web app for his training. So I prefer iOS just as a platform. Like people don't exactly. make decisions like that. Right. It's like not it's, about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like you, you could pick, so, um, let's say you, you really like iOS, but you hire lady boss. You're not really gonna get on with her as a coach, even though she's doing very well. She's clearly good at what she does, but I, you know, there's no parallel universe that I can imagine Johnny hiring lady boss. To. <laughs> what would you do if I did? I'd, I'd actually, um, send you for psychiatric assessment. Wow. Now there'll be no more sectioning today. <laughs> would you? Would you? That's enough sectioning. Really? One. No, uh, but but I I would. It makes me like, feel better that you would actually. So 
it, it would really break my um, model of reality. I'd have to like, and the thing is though, like I would just be like, oh, Johnny's just funnel hacking her. Right. But then if you were like, no, Yusuf, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing the workouts every day. I have my green smoothie each morning. <laughs> I just like the community of it. I just like the, the way it feels. Like, I just love being with these strong, powerful women yeah. that know what they want and don't need no man. I, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Johnny's maybe got some kind of um, brain problem, yeah. I'll ask him to send his Fitbit report. <laughs> <laughs> we got some blood work done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the, I, I think the... So there's two like persistent themes in fitness at the moment. Like, one of them is whether people like it or not, online options are becoming more considered, um, especially with obviously like the shift of gyms being closed for big chunks of 2020 and things like that. Like we, we had, so I, I suppose I can say like Ali Abdal, who's a pretty well-known YouTuber, like basically started working with us because he, um, he couldn't work with his PT. Right. Like he was, is this right? Like he was working with a personal trainer, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, with an in-person trainer, and then when we spoke to him online, he was like, yeah, I like your approach to this stuff, so let's so do he, it. Like, he's someone who, pro- like, presumably a year or two ago, like, wouldn't have thought, and he and even made a video, actually, where he mentioned Yusuf, which is cool, um, but he probably wouldn't have thought about like online a, coaching. Like a machine as well. Like, when we were like, oh, so you want to start tracking your waist? He was like, okay, how? And we were like, well, you can get these <laughs> widening scales, and he's like, okay, I've bought them. They're out tomorrow. (laughs) Slow down. Slow down. (laughs) Um, I think he even signed up for coaching on the podcast, didn't he? He, like, signed up for coaching and bought the Withings scale, which is not, like, a small amount of money (laughs) to just go on. And then I was like, oh, well, I use the fitness kitchens for meal prep. He's like, okay. (laughs) Place an order. I love that. It's uh, 500 quid on there. Total (laughs) trust. But yeah, so the he he's someone who would wouldn't have thought about maybe working with an online coach until it his like hand was forced, and then before he knows it, he's making a, a year in review video where he talks about how cool it's been to work with coaches online in the year. So he, he's probably completely shifted his perspective of what what might I consider in the future, right? And the same with um, just just generally as as like inquiries and um, stuff we sold this year. I think more people have realized like actually if I just get a bit of kit at home and like just have what I need in the garage or my living room and I can like pull it out when I need it I don't need the like 100 quid a month gym membership plus my PT I mean 100 quid is a lot like I don't need the 20 quid a month gym membership plus like the the 30 pounds an hour on the personal trainer I can kind of get the same thing by just paying the monthly fee of appropriate fitness or a similar online coach and suddenly it's like you've got offline coaches who are just resisting this trend it's like no 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 that, that won't happen that won't happen and like no it won't happen for everybody not everybody will move online but that's not the point it's like the, the, i wrote an email about this the other day saying that people think now because when they scroll through their instagram loads of people are doing online stuff now that the online world's too crowded and just like that as a way of viewing the world and they think that the gym that they work at in their local town is not too crowded as a competitive environment and like the five, like the 10 people for every PT in the gym, that's fine. But if I move on to the internet where there's billions of people now, that's too crowded. I can't do that. Like that's just the way things are going. And then the second trend is 
people are going to be introducing more low-cost alternatives. Like there's going to be apps for a tenner a month. There's going to be workout program builders that do it all for you. And that's what you're up against, which means back to what Yusuf was saying, you can't compete with like, oh yeah, but I use True Coach and it's got my logo on. Or yeah, but I, you get like, you get to message me on WhatsApp. Like, no one gives a shit, really. It's like, what is your philosophy? What are you about? Why would I listen to you? Why do I want to be part of what you're doing? Rather than, are you on iOS or Android? Yeah, people want the personal touch and you. it's going to be harder and harder to compete with a machine learning algorithm that has millions of people's data on you know it and that's not going to be why people sign up with a coach when there's a you know there's, there's going to be a point where apple health has that built in yeah has calorie adjustments built in you know it, um so i still like, i still think i trust lane norton over tim cook or whatever he's called yeah <laughs> but i suppose if I how, I, lane so funnily enough i would trust google just because of the data that they have yeah um, I mean, I, I don't. I think they're a bit of a naughty company, but I would, when I say trust, I would back them to make good decisions and calorie adjustment. Since they, I mean, but that's just because Google know if you have early signs Parkinson's just from the, the the how your mouse moves when you're selecting all the fire hydrants and all the buses in the in the oh, prove I'm not a robot. Um, they, you know, Facebook know if you're pregnant before you do, based on the changes in your hormones affecting your search behavior. So this isn't something that a human coach can compete with. But what you can compete with is what you've described. Well, yeah, like the things these apps don't have is like general intelligence, right? Like they don't, they can't like pick up in someone's message like, oh, they seem a bit down today. I suppose, you know what, they probably can Um <laughs> probably better than a person but like you know that they aren't uh they can't put out content that resonates with someone they can't talk about what they're feeling they can't um put out things that make people feel certain ways necessarily in a way that's reliable so it is just about um not trying to if you try and copy somebody else all you are doing is reducing halving tenthing ten percent of the chance of of, uh, of you succeeding because someone else is better than you at that there we go. That's the future of online coaching. I think that's an optimistic outlook. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think, I don't think they'll, because they'll, uh, I, I, just as you said, like until, unless we're at the point where you are communicating with an app and it, it communicates back with you like a person, um, the only thing that's missing is like the feeling that you look bad in front of someone else, which is actually quite strong. You know, like I definitely have with, with Mike, like if I just didn't do the programming, I'd feel like an idiot. I don't have that with the carbon app, you know? Interesting. So there yeah. is, there is some of that from an accountability perspective or just like a consistency perspective. If someone else is involved in the process, you don't want to look like an idiot in front of them by being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is, I'm going to do this. And then just not doing it. Cause you had a little special idea of your own. <laughs> Whereas if I just don't track my macros tomorrow in the app, it doesn't care. It'll still just try and bill me, regardless. Like there's no there's no emotion. Um, whereas if I just didn't train, you know, it's. Uh, and, and I think online is going to be more and more of a, of a theme, and I think the people who succeed online are the people who understand that this is what's happening. 
rather than the people who resist it. Compete with an app and you'll lose. Compete with a person and you've got a chance. Fantastic. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. We should do an episode when we know a bit more about it, about the impact of iOS 14. Oh, yeah. Apple versus Google. Apple versus. I've had a few questions on Twitter about that already. What's going to happen with Facebook ads from iOS 14? But I, I think we're going to have to see how the lawsuit plays out, like what the what the counter strategies are, and it'll take shape over the next few weeks. The person that you want to be right now is Alex Becker. And yeah. for context, Alex Becker runs a company called Hyros that basically gets round this problem. It's like the worry is, if I land on a page, if I opt in to someone's email list, Facebook knows that I have through tracking. Apple are changing things that mean that I have to opt in to allow Facebook to track me. So if everyone says no, then Facebook don't know whether their ads are working or not. Alex Becker's software solves exactly that problem by tracking it in a different way. So there are ways around it, um, but the problem is like, if someone doesn't want to be tracked on the on this browser they're using, it's probably quite hard to track them. Um, it's a it's a big topic. Everyone's answer, everyone's retort is like, see, like organic following and posting on Instagram is the way to go. Like that, that's just even more so missing the wood for the trees without people realizing it. It's like, oh yeah, but what happens when Instagram? And Facebook can no longer operate because they can't generate the ad revenue. That's more of a concern. Then you need to go to Clubhouse or TikTok. TikTok is far better than TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you shared the thing yesterday of the how many tasks you'd done, I felt a pang of like, oh, that would be nice. And then I quickly corrected it. And, um, oh, no. <laughs> Back to the breath. OmniFocus. Back to the breath. But that is cool. It's cool they're doing stuff like that. I had a question for you actually about that, and then we'll wrap this up. On TikTok, is there a... So on Things, Things has a when uh, tag. So like, there's due and when. So in other words, something can be due in a week's time, but I might have a, like an intended like when I'm going to do it, and they're different things. They see them different. Oh, yeah. So people have requested them to implement that. Um, I think the way around that is you could put subtasks with separate due dates and then have the overall task that has a due date i just think quite the same but it's the the due date thing like i'm fully convinced that incorrectly using due dates is the easiest way to just you just trust your task manager less and less over time yeah that's true whereas if i have a red circle on omnifocus i'm like oh god So, oh, man, we, I mean, we'll have to do another episode about this because I, I, I really like things. I downloaded it the other day. Do you? The oh, only cool. problem is it, it lacks a calendar. And if you can't time box, there's no point. So I think that is, per- personally, and I know we disagree on that, but I think that's an error in your, pr- in your process rather than an error in the app. Because I, I see them as two separate things. That's what they said. Um, that's what things said. Yeah, so I emailed them and they were like, oh, we're not planning to implement that because we believe people should do this. And I said, like, I appreciate that there's two different camps in this and what you're doing here is you're saying this is how you should run your productivity system, but the whole point of things is that you can customise it so you should give people the option. 
So I think the way to achieve what you're wanting is just having context tags. Because like what you're trying to do is say, I do this kind of thing at this time, which there's nothing wrong with that. What I think there is a problem with is saying like, I'm going to do this thing at this time, because that's then, it's not a task, it's a calendar event. Yes, but I see them as the same thing, because my calendar event is just an appointment with myself to do a certain task during this window of time. I know that's, you know, it, I think the idea of having a, a visual week and saying, yeah. ah, helpful. here's how it very helpful so could you you could have like um shallow work tag and you know that on a wednesday morning at 7 a.m you do shallow work so you just switch filter to that view and then you've got eight things you could do and then it's like which one am i most drawn to do i'll do that 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 would be good yeah um, that's quite, a way around it quite what you're wanting it's an extra step though isn't it but i mean this is certainly something we can we can talk through and it's a big hash it out on the next podcast. I mean, we've both been reading about this stuff for a decade, haven't we? So <laughs> we're into like the, the upper echelons of the complexity of this stuff. Like ultimately have a list of things to do and you do one of them. That's it. <laughs> right. We'll speak to you on the next episode. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.